We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. I want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley podcast, and it is a thrill to come to you by this platform. Hope you're having a wonderful day. If you're not, you have a great opportunity to. You're alive, you're well, hopefully you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, knowing Him as your Savior. We have a home in heaven, have a relationship with Him. And I know we're going to enjoy the destination, but you know, I'm I'm wondering, living in this day, if Christians are enjoying the journey. And uh, we ought to be enjoying the journey. And so I hope and pray you are. You know, uh, we're thankful that we have uh, promises and promises and principles from the Word of God, and that's just kind of what we focus on with this podcast, a 10 or 12-minute little shot in the arm. We try to just deal with little principles and promises that you can kind of hang on. And so today, we've been looking in Ephesians chapter 6. This is Home Improvement Month here at our church. Uh, We're trying to help homes, families, marriages, all of it. And uh, so we have some wonderful instruction here today. But in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, I want to just notice the Bible says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, on the last episode, we dealt with nurture, and then we started to deal with admonition. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this today because I want to get really to Uh, just talking about the authority in the home and maybe styles of authority and how to lead, how to direct your home. But we talked about this nurture is really providing an environment of encouragement for our children. Then admonition is giving specific instructions. And so uh, we live in a day where children need both. They need admonition and they need nurture. They need instruction. Um, You know, I've noticed Really, absenteeism, a parent that's absent can provoke anger in the heart of a child, but so does inconsistency. Um, You know, notice again here the warning in Ephesians chapter 6. The Bible says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That anger, bringing them, you know, if, if if we're provoking our children to wrath, that anger does not always show evidence, and it doesn't always show itself in a like a bold outburst. Sometimes it's turned inwardly. For instance, in the form of depression, it's sometimes turned inwardly. And by the way, I've never seen more depressed and discouraged children than I do today. And I'm going to be honest, when I was a little boy, man, I was happy-go-lucky. There was a lot of things I didn't have to be discouraged about or depressed about. But there's so many issues, I think, today that is, that is um, discouraging children. And I believe men, most of it is because of the way they're raised. They're, they're not being raised or brought up in this nurture and this admonition that God says. And so they, they get angry. And that anger does not always show itself in bold, mean outbursts. It could be inward, like depression. And by the way, we have so many young people today that are cutting themselves or even people that have eating disorders, sometimes this anger, this discouragement will turn, and, and that will be the signs of it. Um, really, and I seen this the other day, and it kind of shocked me. I seen a report the other day that indicated that as many as one in seven teenagers 
in America suffers from depression. Now, I want you to think about that. Teenagers now, um, that's alarming because that ought to be, you know, when you're a child and, and preteens, I know teenage years is tough. I get that. But these should be the happiest times of people's lives. And yet we see today there's so many discouraged, depressed young people. And so really, if you want to help your child, then look, they're struggling emotionally, then begin with your evaluation of yourself. And if you have a child that is struggling like that, then evaluate the the authenticity of your life and how you're raising them. And I want you to think about that and your relationship with your child. Because the Bible tells dads, you can provoke your children to wrath. I certainly would not want to live the kind of life or to be the kind of father that would provoke my children to wrath. So that's the thought here. And so instead of provoking them to wrath, we ought to be bringing them up in the nurture and the admonition in their life. So I want you to think about that. Nurture has to do with the environment. Admonition, we're admonishing them in the way of life. So think about that. Then I want to talk to you a little bit about how do we how do we lead our homes? How, like, if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if you're someone in a place of authority, uh, if if you've been a parent long, you, you know that your chi- your children don't always obey authority. Now, God tells us here in Ephesians chapter six, verse four, their role, their their word is to their they're to obey. That's what God expects of children. They are to obey their parents. And so, how do we help our children? to fulfill that role that God has given them. Because I don't know of a child, and I certainly wasn't a child, that always wanted to obey my parents. That's a tough thing. And if you've parented long at all, you know that your children don't always obey your authority. So that's why we must be consistent in setting and holding the boundaries. You say, why? Well, because the consistency is vital whether your child is a preschool or a teenager. Do, do children need to learn to make their own decisions and make this choices? Absolutely. But they need to learn how to do it within the perimeters set by authority. I've said this often. My children needed my boundaries. They, they could borrow mine for a while. But when they get older, they're going to have to get their own. You know, they're going to have to get their own boundaries. They're going to have to get their own convictions. They're going to have to make their own choices. But when they're at home with us, we ought to be helping them to make good, solid decisions based on perimeters that are set by people that love them. Now, I've observed over the years that most parents, now I'm not going to say that this can be absolute gospel, but at least as it relates to how they exercise authority, I believe they 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 lean toward one of four types of, of of styles of being an authority figure or being a parent. So I want to ask you this question. We're going to look at this. It will probably take two podcasts to get it done. But I want you to ask yourself, what kind of parent are you? If God has blessed you with children or a child, what kind of parent are you? When we talk about how do we display authority over them? How do we help them to obey authority? Because we live in a day where we just tell people to break rules all the time, you know, and it's perfectly okay. But I truly believe that we ought to understand that authority is really something that is safe in our lives. Authority is placed in our lives because God loves us. I've used this illustration hundreds of times. You know, um, 
I had a little a little dog, and uh, you know, it was a little pug, and he didn't have a real fierce bark, but you know, he barked at every other dog, but he barked at those dogs from behind the fence. Now, here this little old pug, maybe 10, 12 pounds, okay, well, he's barking like he wants to rip, you know, a German shepherd up. He's barking at that dog. You know what? I, I know what that dog, that little dog of mine was saying. He's saying, let me out of this fence. I want to get out there and have at that dog. Well, you know where that little dog was safe. He was safe inside that fence. <laughs> so I'm just saying authority is not always just because someone's trying to tell us what to do. Many times God puts authority in our lives for safety. And so how do we help our children? How do we, what kind of parent are us? So here, here's, the, here's the first one. Here's what I call neglectful. Here's what it would be. It would look like this. You're low in love, but you're also low in control. In other words, let me just say it like this. I believe hands down right now, I believe the neglectful parent is what dominates the parenting landscape in America. Now, that's just my humble opinion. But, you know, I've been in this thing a long time. I've been 25 years. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I truly believe that this is what dominates the parenting landscape. And this parent is the parent that avoids or flees his children. What do you mean by that, Pastor Mark? Well, here's what I mean. He finds it easier to say, go ask your mother. Go ask your mom. And by the way, there are times that maybe a, a dad needs to say that, and he obviously always wants to get the thoughts of the mother. But here's the thought there is you go, oh, well, go ask your mother, and that dad continues to watch the ball game. And he continues to watch that ball game instead of engaging in an opportunity to spend time with his child. He avoids setting boundaries, or he ignores the precious few boundaries that are broken. For instance, if a boundary is broken, that child needs to be talked to, and they need to understand why it's important not to break that boundary. But a neglectful parent is low in love, but they're low in control. Unfortunately, here's what happens. The child discerns the neglect, and even as they take advantage of that neglect, because they love to be able to break that rule. <laughs> I mean, they're glad that you're being neglectful. But here's what they also do. They translate the lack of your attention as a lack of love. See, Proverbs 29, 15 says this. Um, here's what the Bible says. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. That is so true, and I have seen this principle over and over and over. A child that is left to themselves, given no boundaries, given no instructions, to say, oh, do whatever you want to do, that child has the greatest tendency of breaking those parents' hearts. And God is exactly right here, and so we need to give attention to detail and not be neglectful in our children's priorities, their authority, and the lack of attention in their life, and to have no control over them. You're a parent, and so your child does not need a friend. They have friends. They need a parent that will lovingly help them and lead them and guide them. No, they're not always going to do what we say. We certainly should be giving them loving instruction, and they ought to know that we love them because, by the way, we'll talk about this later, but people will listen to people that they know love them. And so this neglectful, permissive parenting attitude, I hope and pray that you're not one like that today. If you are, ask the Lord to help you. He can. God bless you.
Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.